Hmm. When I started this podcast 199 episodes ago, I was going to do this daily, this podcasty thing, for a year. But, 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 COVID happened to our planet. And whilst I'm not making that an excuse, but I got sick and sicker and sicker. And so my daily podcast became, well, a little bit embarrassingly late, but I didn't have COVID. And so my daily podcast, well, it came out a little bit embarrassingly late. Now, I'm still here. I'm not giving up. But you know what? I'm actually excited that this happened because, like, well, I can tell you a great story about it. <laughs> Why I'm excited, I'm going to tell you in this episode, this drumroll, 200th episode, which I'm pretty chuffed about, considering we only started last year. Hello and welcome to A Lead Your Day. I'm Marilyn and this podcast isn't about hustling or getting up at 5am or about any of that corporate stuff on leadership. In fact, we're giving leadership a brand new definition. Wow maker. This is about finding our inner wow, embracing the mess, not perfecting it, about being brave and being honest when the roller coaster of life is making us feel a little motion sick. And most of all, this is about us being the wow makers our worlds are absolutely craving to follow because that's what's needed now, a new flavor of leadership. And that starts with leading your day. So a few months ago, I went to my doctor, well, out of desperation, actually. I think I need a sleep apnea test after all I said. He smiled and agreed. He'd been suggesting it for a while, but I... Well, I'd resisted it. After all, isn't uh, sleep apnea what old, fat, snoring men get? Or people like my dad who are, well, old? So swallowing my pride, I booked in. And being COVID, they gave me the kit to take home. It took about an hour to hook myself up to all the dozens of wires and sticky patches on my skin. And I looked like a science experiment. <laughs> And one day I might even share a picture of it. <laughs> Yuck. I had to sleep with all this testing gear on. A few days later, I got a call from the specialist who did the testing. Can you come in today? It sounded urgent. Apparently, the test showed that I stopped breathing 25 times an hour on average. Now, for those who know about sleep apnea or for those who probably about to Google it. I have a blend of central sleep apnea and obstructive sleep apnea, and I've probably had it for years and years and years without knowing it. And yes, even kids and babies can have it. And now the experts reckon that it may even be a cause of cot death. So there you go. So the reason I've been a little AWOL in my life and business and specialist podcast is that I've been off my face tired. Isn't sleep deprivation a form of inhumane torture? The thing is, if someone asked me, do you sleep well? I've always said yes. I could easily get to sleep and then sleep seven, eight or even nine hours if the cat didn't come in and wake me up to be fed. But what I didn't realize was that during my sleep, my whole body was struggling to stay alive. So I was getting zero deep sleep benefit for a long time. A long time. So length of sleep doesn't equal quality of sleep. 
We all need to get more sleep. But what was happening with me is that when I was asleep, I was nearly dying. The high alert state that my body was in meant that any sleep I did get was practically a life and death situation. I woke up feeling exhausted. I needed naps every afternoon. I was piling on the weight because my body was flooded with cortisol, which stuffs up your hormones. I was riddled with headaches and migraines, and I was snapping more often with well, those around, especially my son, heart beating so fast and so loud, I could hear it from the next room. And my Apple Watch pinging me every afternoon to tell me my resting heart rate was way over 100. <clears throat> By the end of 2020, I was spending one to two days asleep. I mean, days. I'd sleep all day and then sleep all night. I was a walking time bomb. And I thought it was just COVID or just that I'd been busy building my online business. And to think I'd spent thousands on this therapy and that therapy searching for why I wasn't myself, thinking, gosh, there must be some hidden trauma I've not dealt with. Now, fast forward to today, and I've nearly got 100% of my mojo back. Yeah, I now sleep with a non-sexy CPAP machine, but it's a literal lifesaver. And I've even lost weight just from getting good sleep with no other changes because I already exercise and eat well. Plus, I've gone from not getting minutes of deep sleep per night to three to six hours of deep sleep. And yeah, there's an app that measures this if you have an Apple Watch. So why on earth am I sharing all of this? Because I set three themes at the beginning of this year. And they weren't around how much money I wanted to make or anything like that. The first theme is a year of health first, because truth be known, I was totally inspired by Rebel Wilson and her year of health in 2020 and how much weight she's lost. And uh, so I decided, well, if it's good enough for her, it's good enough for me. And I set that goal because I really didn't like my tiredness or the shape my body had become. Little did I know that that theme had its own agenda. Instead, health first has become a guidepost. Not put health first so I can lose weight and start taking full-length selfies. Well, that'd be nice. But about what is my body telling me? Listen to that first, girl. A wake-up call to go within, yet again, because going within is the only guide. I've taught it, but I'm being challenged again to believe it and to trust it again. Yeah, I do the journaling, I do the meditation, the mindfulness, the breathing exercises, all that. (laughs) But truth be known, I've also been a secret avid subscriber to looking outside myself for the answers. Girls, we are especially trained to do that. Always in the name of research, of course, or surveying a balanced opinion. Hey, I'm an expert at using SurveyMonkey, even on myself. Searching for answers to get out of this struggle because it doesn't feel good. Not feeling comfortable in my skin when things are uncomfortable. And not being awake enough to even know that I was really doing this. Now, going outside myself has looked like Googling, how do I feel better? Or what is wrong with me? Literally. That's embarrassing. As if Google is a fortune teller. Oh, and Fortune tellers are just another form of looking outside ourselves and avoiding body first. 
Or I would jump on Amazon and buy another book or text that friend that I know will give me the answer to make me feel better, not necessarily challenge me to my own truth. Or purchase another course because, hey, that expert looks like they have what I don't have right now. Of course, I'm much more sophisticated to admit all of this. After all, I'm the lead your day girl, aren't I? Aren't we supposed to be the leaders of our own lives? My body was literally and metaphorically saying, I can't breathe. Apnea is an ancient Greek word meaning without breath and to breathe in or inhale. Now, don't go researching too deep into what sleep apnea means spiritually or emotionally. That's another or yet another form of looking outside yourself. I did that and was led up the garden path way too many times. My superpower is inspiration. And the definition of that, get this, is breathe into, inhale. Ah. But I was literally not inspiring. My favorite definition of inspiration is also to give energy, but I had none myself. And so I had none to give. Oh, I was the good girl and I showed up to almost all the appointments in my calendar and gave my usual 200%. But between that, I was probably asleep in bed, literally. But between that, I was probably asleep in bed, literally gasping to stay alive. (laughs) So does this mean I abandon the ship? No but it means I get quiet and listen closely. Listen to my body first. Listen to my health first. Get back to the inspiration source. You see, we've been caught (laughs) between two operating modes. The first one is just go play outside and come back in time for dinner. And we'd ride off with those dragsters with the plastic baskets, you know, those ones with the the plastic baskets with the plastic flowers on the front. How on earth we knew what time it was without watches or iPhones, but somehow we knew. And the second operating mode, which is the one that we're all familiar with now, is don't leave the front door open or the kids, the dog or the cat will go outside and hurt themselves or be kidnapped. We become afraid of the struggle. We go outside our front doors to bravely lead our worlds. (laughs) Then we are promptly reminded in the next comparisonitis post, oops, I mean a sponsored ad, that if we do that, our genes will get stuck in the bike chain. But the struggle is what makes us alive. At what moment did we all get the email or the Instagram post that said, life is meant to be happy all the time? So many books have been written on it. TED Talks have been delivered and businesses have been built on this chase for happiness. It's that spark joy thing, hey? Now, I'm a huge joy fan, but sometimes we need to look in the mirror or that mess on the desk and say, it's not sparking joy, but it's keeping me alive, like my CPAP machine. It's messy. It's ugly. It's noisy, but it's beautiful. My sleep apnea or your unmet goals, heartbreak, missed opportunities, disappointments, mess, might not be sparking joy, but we can't always put it in the pile of unwanted stuff to go to the charity bin. It's a very tangible sign of the struggle of the roller coaster. Have you ever seen a cicada getting out of its shell? Have you ever seen a butterfly emerging from its mush? Have you seen any type of baby being born? 
How does that fit with you? I'll, I'll just manifest an easy millionaire life by the swing pool in Bali hopes. Life is messy. But our insane love of perfectionism keeps us addicted to shows like Marie Kondo and the home edit and buying the next online course from that shiny, good-looking, white-teeth guru. So at this 200th episode, is this podcast still about leading your day? Damn, yes, it is. It's rather a loud encouragement call to do things in the struggle. If there was no struggle, we wouldn't need leaders. We'd all be lying about on the grass in the sun eating copious amounts of carbs with no predators and definitely no diabetes. Oh, wait, isn't that Eden? Camelot? Utopia? Nirvana? Disneyland? (laughs) I'm not against desiring. I love beauty. And remember, my superpower is inspiration. And my favorite phrase is, oh, wow. But let's admit, what we are doing isn't working. And the planet is messed up. And we aren't any closer to the promised land. Because we've been trying to get off the roller coaster. We're not equipped to dealing with the struggle anymore. We used to be told to just go out and play and fall off our bike and have a scrape kneel. But these days, hmm. We're afraid to open that front door. So my catchy little heroin destination label of wowmaker isn't some spark joy motivational phrase. It's not another flavor of positive thinking, although I'm definitely a positivity geek. Being a wowmaker is about being conscious of our place on the roller coaster and not seeing the struggle as the enemy, the enemy of which I must pay a therapist fast sums of money to get out of immediately. Illness, blip in business, not got clarity, doubting yourself, having a bad day, feeling anxious. We all feel that, even if you don't like to show it. Remember, social media and marketing is our personal PR of how happy and successful we can look because we've all bought into the lie that the struggle is wrong. Now, I'm already down to earth, already real. Hey, I'm Australian. (laughs) That's who we are, built on a heritage of struggle. It's probably why we all love Vegemite and tell each other she'll be right, mate. I know my editor will be rolling his eyes at that one. (laughs) But this podcast and my business of teaching and inspiring, especially women, is going to be more in touch with that roller coaster struggle and stop trying to flatten it into being a commuter train. Now, lead your world, lead your day isn't some lofty, deep, wide goal of gender equality and women's leadership, although that would be really, really awesome. Lead your world will be about choosing the front seat in that roller coaster and being our own wow maker. Who's with me on that? Because, hey, the let's all be happy all the time message, especially this side of March 2020, is irrelevant, trite, and quite basically trivial. And it's setting ourselves up for the opposite of happiness. We all know this deep in our bones. We've all known it, but we forgot to listen. And our bodies know when we aren't listening. So in upcoming episodes, I'm going to share my other two themes for this year, both of which have been reimagined and redirected by putting health first. My big fat apnea wake up call. (laughs) And I'm excited about that as well. 
Oh, and uh, keep an eye open for emails and announcements about a couple of events I've got coming up. The first one is called The Burnout Cure. It's free. It's online, so you won't have to travel or wear a mask. And it's not going to make you feel guilty about working or switching off your phone or journaling or take more breaks. And the second event, yay, as so many of you have been waiting so patiently for it, I'm opening up Lead Your World again. This is my alternative entrepreneur mindset incubator for, well, women. Because it's not your marketing or your messaging or your strategy or your Facebook ads or all of that that is often the key to the success, the success you're dreaming of. And the second event, yay, as so many have been waiting patiently for it, I'm opening up a leader world again, my alternative entrepreneur mindset incubator for women. Because no longer is entrepreneur a career path. It's a necessity if you want to do work that inspires you or what I call wow-centric or wow-centered work. So look out for those two things. And there will be a cheeky little early bird offer too. So see you soon. 